Hi, I'm your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to My Weirdest Experience Podcast. This is the podcast of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience. It's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you would like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Hi, welcome to the show. Today I have Christy Rich. We've known each other a very, very long time. We actually went to high school together in Connecticut. And we were just talking about how we talk to each other more now than we did in high school. But Christy and I are both energy healers. We both do similar things. So we have a lot in common. So we keep in touch and support each other. So Christy is a holistic healer. She's a medium, a writer, and a transformational speaker. She has lots of great stories to tell us, but she's going to pick one or two today. And Christy, so good to see you. Great to see you too. Thanks for having me on the show. Sure. So let our listeners know a little bit more about you. If you want to add to that or you want to jump into your story, go right ahead. Sure. So a little bit about me, um, gave my beautiful titles and I really work with empaths. I work with empathic women and creatives and I help them to feel joyful and empowered and also to prioritize their dreams, talents, and wellness so that they can live an extraordinary life and shine. So I'm all about people living their best life and shining and uh, shining their light to the world so that the world is a brighter, more beautiful place. Great. Yeah, and it was hard for me to decide what story to share with you. I know you said one story and I went through and I have so many weird, interesting stories, but I decided to try to pick something that I thought maybe others wouldn't be sharing. Um, I have had some near-death experiences. I've had about four near-death experiences, but I thought that may be something that will come up on another episode. So today I decided I wanted to talk about having the ascension flu so this happened in 2018 and uh to give a little backstory i did have a debilitating chronic illness for 15 years so i was very very sick for 15 years unfortunately i was misdiagnosed for 15 years so it was a very long struggle so uh I was able to overcome that illness. I was able to heal myself 100% naturally. And after I did, I really made it my mission that I was going to prioritize my health and wellness. Like no matter what, my health came first. So after that, I really didn't get sick very often. So when I got sick in 2018, I was really surprised because I never got a cold. (laughs) I had fevers all throughout my illness for 15 years. But once I got well, I was healthier than ever. So um, I was working hard as an entrepreneur. And I remember that I was just very, very busy. It was February. And I had uh, all these tabs open on my computer. <laughs> that's, that's how I like to remember all the things that I have to do, just have all the tabs open. And so I felt like I was doing so much on different Word documents, searching online. And my computer was just saying like overload, overload, like too much, like slow down, like stop. And I couldn't, I was just on this hamster wheel of go, 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 churn out all this, this information. And what happened was it's like the computer and I became one. It's like all of a sudden, like my system said, okay, break down, slow down. We can't (laughs) compute anymore. And I developed a fever. And so all of a sudden I got a fever. I remember even, you know, being very upset with my mother. I got into an argument, which, you know, I don't, really get into a lot of arguments. I'm pretty even tempered. And then I developed a migraine and then I just had to lie down. And normally I'm not the type of person who takes a nap, 
in the middle of the day, like work day, you work all day, you go to sleep in the evening. So I had to lie down and that's when I knew that something was happening. And then I took my temperature and yes, I had a fever. So then I was in bed for a while trying to get well. And uh, my background is that I studied uh, Russian shamanism. So that's how I started my healing journey. And uh, I studied with a Russian shaman uh, from Siberia. And he taught me all about uh, his philosophy and you know how it's different from other types of shamanism. And so he was very much uh, a big believer about using plants to heal and not using any medication and to really get in touch with the spirit world and just the natural power of mother nature to heal us. So that really became my philosophy as well. So I healed myself from my debilitating chronic illness, 100% naturally, not using any medication and doing that all on my own. And uh, when I got sick, I said, okay, I'm just going to go natural, I'm not going to take any medication to, you know, lower the fever or anything. So I was doing my natural toolbox and uh, still not getting better. And normally if I got anything, I took some herbs, I took some supplements, I would bounce right back. And so I was very sick. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even work, do my normal work. I had to cancel clients. And that was really not like me. And uh, I remember at one point, uh, my parents were trying to get me to go to the doctor to see what was going on. Again, normally I don't even really go to the doctor because I didn't get sick anymore. Um, and I remember trying to make an appointment. And this was kind of funny that I couldn't even get in to see the doctor. They had computer issues. <laughs> so again, it was like, nope, computer's not working. You can't schedule an appointment. You can't get in to see him. I'm like, okay, great. Um, so then I had to, you know, do it on my own. I was like, okay, Christy, you can heal yourself. You healed yourself before you can heal yourself with this illness. And, uh, the weird thing happened during this illness was that all of a sudden, as I mentioned, um, I believe it was the Ascension flu because I had these other weird symptoms that I'd never had before. So again, it wasn't just the fever. It wasn't just the migraine and the fatigue and the brain fog and not being able to concentrate. But what happened was, um, again, I wasn't taking any medication. I started to close my eyes and the room would be pitch black, you know, because I'd be trying to just rest and sleep. And when I would close my eyes, I would see bright, vivid colors. I would see bright magenta, bright green, and I would see all these shapes moving around. And it wasn't a story. It wasn't a dream. I was wide awake, but it was so vivid. It was so clear. And I said, what's going on? <laughs> this is like really trippy, right? So I've never done LSD, but it really seemed like that's what LSD must be like, like trippy colors. It was kind of like a kaleidoscope, you know, looking through a kaleidoscope and all those um, different shapes moving around. They just keep on moving and changing. And that's how it was. So it wasn't a story. It wasn't something I could close my eyes and go on a little adventure and, and watch these characters. It was just shapes and movement and just constant movement. It wasn't ever still. And so I was like, man, it's like, <laughs> I can't rest even closing my eyes. So um, I just, you know, tried to deal with it and to get better. And it was very funny because as I mentioned, I couldn't do any work. So I couldn't do the normal work that I was doing, but I felt that I must have gotten out of alignment. I was kind of, you know, burnt out to be in this position. But the one thing I really wanted to do was write. Like all of a sudden I had all these creative ideas and I just wanted to just write them all down. So that's the one thing that I could do during this time was write stories. And I started to write stories about my past, my personal experiences. And um, I just absolutely loved it. Like it gave me such joy to write. And this is very interesting because I'm remembering that at this time, I was feeling really frustrated with my career, and I was really wanting to get back to my creativity, because in my past, um, before I became um, a healer, I was actually an actress. So that was my passion before. And so when I gave that up, this like the part of my heart kind of broke. I'm like, oh, I miss being creative and expressing myself, but I know this is my path. I know I'm supposed to be a healer. So um, 
all of a sudden I was writing and I also had this thought before that I really wanted to spend less time on the computer. Like I didn't like being on the computer all the time. It was very draining, but I couldn't stop. It's like, again, I got on this hamster wheel and I felt like I had to be productive, show people how much work I was doing and just churn it out. So all of a sudden I was writing creatively. I was enjoying myself, still sick, but I was like, okay with it. I was like at peace with it. And then I remember, you know, finally one time I did get to sleep and I was sleeping very deeply. And all of a sudden I was woken up by a voice and it was my grandmother. And my grandmother's still alive. And uh, all of a sudden I just heard my name. She just said my first name. And for my family who knows me well, they just call me Chris. They call me Chris instead of Christy. So it was Chris and it was like clear as a bell and it was very loud and um, she wasn't there, you know? So I woke up and I'm looking around like my grandmother's calling my name and she wasn't there. And it was a sound that was different from the way we normally hear. It's like her voice took up the whole room. It's like her voice was the room. It was like booming, like very loud, very crystal clear. And it was younger than her current voice was. So it was her, but it was her younger self. And I was like, what just happened? This like tripped me out. I was like, you know, I am clairvoyant. I see images during my healing sessions, but I am only a little bit clairaudient during healing sessions, not in normal everyday life. And it was just my name. And then there was no other words. <laughs> and I was awakened. It wasn't that I was sleeping and I imagined it. I was awakened by this voice. And so I was like, whoa, okay, I'm here in bed, I'm in fever, I, I don't know what's going on, I gotta see if she's okay. All of a sudden, I was worried that she was sending me a message that she needed my help. And I'm like, okay, well, what can I do to help you while I'm sick in bed? <laughs> but you're sending me a message. My grandmother is psychic. So even before I developed all of my skills, I heard about her and how she could see spirits and how she could foresee things that were gonna happen in her life. And for her, it was always very hard. She always said it was a curse. But when I developed my skills as being a medium and clairvoyant, I never saw it as a curse. I always saw it as a way to help others. So it was very interesting that all of a sudden she was sending me this message, trying to get in touch with me. And so, you know, I, I told my parents, I'm like, uh, you gotta go check on um, my grandmother, you know, something's going on with her. Uh, she's, she, I heard her voice, like she woke me up and I think that she's, not feeling well, not doing well. So it was like early in the morning. So maybe she wasn't up yet. So they went to, my mother went to go check on her and my, my grandmother was asleep in bed and she was fine. So it was no problem. So I'm like, why, well, why did that happen? Like, why did I hear her voice? Why all of a sudden did I become clairaudient? What's going on? What's the message here? But then there was still a piece of me saying, I, I don't know if this is finished yet. Maybe she was sending me a message for the future. So I was still like talking to my parents, like, please go check on her. I don't know if something's wrong. I feel something. She had some connection with me. She wanted to, you know, reach out to me because she knows I'm sensitive. Um, and so it wasn't until the next day that she did have a problem. So she couldn't get out of bed the next day. She was paralyzed. She didn't remember how to move. And so... Um, my, my mother checked on her and was able to help her to get out of bed, but she, she couldn't move. She was paralyzed and, and uh, unable to express herself or to get out of bed. So it was a very scary experience for her. And I kind of felt that I was able to pick up early that she was going to have a problem and needed help. So that was like such a trippy experience. And I was like, what's going on? What's going on with this flu? And then I told my mother, you know, about that experience. I'm like, it was so weird. You know, all of a sudden I heard her voice and she woke me up and I'm like, has that ever happened to you? Have you ever like heard her voice? All of a sudden she wakes you up and she's like, yes, actually I have. She used to do that to me all the time. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, yeah, she's just a, used to just say my name, you know, Sandy. And then I would wake up and then that was it. And I'm like, mom, why do you keep doing this? You know? <laughs> So I thought that was so weird that my mother had had the same experience. And for me, that was so weird because I don't 
consider my mother to be intuitive or psychic like I do consider my grandmother or even my father. So for my mother to share like, yeah, that happens all the time. I was like, what? How come you've never told me this before? Um, And she's like, I have no idea what it means and why it happened, but she stopped doing that. So I'm like, well, maybe she stopped doing that because she was trying to send you messages and (laughs) you weren't trying to figure out what they were. But anyway, I thought that was interesting. We both had that in common. Okay, so now flash forward a couple years later, or maybe it was a year later, my father is sick with the flu. And, uh, you know, he has the fever and he's not able to work. He's not able to do anything. And then he shared that he had the same symptom of whenever he closed his eyes, he would see the bright, vibrant colors and he would see the movement. And it was like a dream, but he was wide awake. And I was like, yeah, I've had that too. When I had my flu, he's like, you've seen that is so trippy. And I'm like, yeah, it's wild. And I can't believe you've had the same symptoms. So I really believe that I went through the Ascension flu and then my father went through it, you know, a year or two later. And again, it was that weird parallel that um, my mother and I both had that connection with my grandmother that she would throw her voice and and communicate with us. And uh, it's also weird too, because mm, I just felt like my third eye was opening when I was sick with the flu. And again, my creativity just blossomed. And some of those pieces that I wrote years ago, I have just started to submit to magazines and have got accepted. So it was like really good writing that I did. And it really, I think, shows me that that's what I should be doing. I should be writing more, sharing my creativity, not getting so stuck on the computer and and doing things a certain way like other entrepreneurs. Um, But just amazing that I really believe that that help to open up my my third eye chakra. And just one other thing I want to say quickly is that when um, when I was in my 20s, um, I remember a friend said, have you ever noticed when you close your eyes that you see light coming in? And I said, no, what are you talking about? And so I closed my eyes and I started to look around. And then once I did that, I saw the light come in. So now whenever I close my eyes, I don't see darkness. I don't see complete pitch black darkness. And that's what a lot of people see when they close their eyes. And that's what a lot of people think that death is. It's just darkness like you close your eyes. But if you look, if you close your eyes and you look and you start to just receive, you can see the light come in. So I was already used to seeing light, to see golden light come in. But it was, again, like nothing else, like completely trippy when I saw bright, vibrant colors. I mean, really bright colors and movement when my eyes were we're closed. Yeah, the I've a lot of people ask me if I can see auras, and I'm not very good at that. I've never been good at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I really have to focus a lot. It's not doesn't come easily. Yeah. But I started this experiment recently. When I close my eyes, I I wait for the colors to come, like in the daytime. And at first, everybody sees red and yellow, right? Because you're looking at the inside of your eyelids. Uh, Yes. Mm -hmm. But if you wait and stick with it, you'll start seeing other colors come Mm -hmm. in. And actually, I can do this at nighttime, too. So I've been like doing my little practice. But I told my daughters how to do this at the beach one day. And my oldest daughter closed her eyes. And I said, what do you see? And she says, I just see red and yellow. And I said, well, just keep at it and see if you can see. So she's sitting there for a couple minutes in silence. And she's like, oh, I see green now. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) I actually didn't think she was still closing her eyes. I thought she had given up, you know, and she's like, oh, I see green now. And I was like, yeah, you start seeing other colors. Yeah, yeah. And and try this if uh, the listeners are are people who practice meditation. You can do this during meditation when your eyes are closed. Start, yeah. just watch what colors kind of float in front of you, you know. And if you do yeah. a guided meditation, um, connect the colors that you're seeing to what area of the body you're focused on. Mm-hmm. And then the, the other thing that makes me laugh about your 
your grandmother. She's the lovely little lady that's 99. Yeah, she's 99. She's going to be yeah. 100. Yes. So years and years ago, when my oldest daughter was maybe two. So this is, I've always been interested in the metaphysical, but I had not jumped in hard like yet till 2011. So this was before. And I was, you know, you're laying in bed, sort of not awake yet in the morning. And I heard right in my ear, a deep male voice says, wake up. Mm. And I literally was like, jumped out of bed. Yeah, it was clear, like somebody was in there and talked into my ear. I jumped out of bed. And the first thing I think of, of course, is my toddler. Is she out of bed? What's going on with her? You know, she had not woken up yet. So like get leave my room, go down, peek on her. She's just asleep. Mm -hmm. So I went back to my room and I was a little mad that I got woken up for no reason. But I do think it's I don't know who it was, but I think he was like, wake up to your gifts. Yes. Yes. And that makes me think of when my grandmother was waking me up. It, it could have been, yes, maybe something was going to happen to her in the future, but it could be just Christy, wake up again. Christy, wake up to your gifts. Wake up to your creative self. Wake your, up. Right, your writing gift, for example. Yes. Because that's yes, what exactly. clicked in for you. Yes, exactly. And since it was, you know, ascension flu, like I was ascending, like I was, you know, going to a different level. So that makes sense. That does make sense. So how long did the flu last for you? I had it for a month. So I was sick. Wow. Really so my parents were really like, Christy, please go to the doctor. Please take some medicine. We're really worried about you. This is a long time. Like, no, it's fine. I'm seeing colors. I'm writing. I'm doing good. It's, it's going to be Okay. <laughs> So yeah, it's the longest I've ever had the flu. That was the longest I've ever had the flu. It was a really long time, but it's weird because I had a peace with it. And again, uh, at the end, when I did overcome it, I felt so energized. It's, it was so weird after getting so much sleep and just really focusing on the things that lit me up instead of the things like you feel like you should do as an entrepreneur, I felt like refreshed and reborn. So I remember I was talking to somebody after that for the first time and I was like a mile a minute I was like I couldn't stop talking I was so excited to be feeling well and to be sharing everything um yeah it's very funny and uh, you just reminded me with the colors too that uh, whenever I receive Reiki I can see the colors so I can see the colors come in and it's kind of funny I've had massage a few times and they don't always say oh well I'm a Reiki practitioner as well or, or they don't say oh I'm going to send you some energy work as well but whenever they send Reiki I can always see it and afterwards I'm like did you send Reiki I could see colors like yeah you're so in tune wow <laughs> And my mother has the same thing. So when I send her Reiki, she can see the colors come in too. And she experiences it the same way that we see it very big. So we see a very big ball of light in a color and then it goes smaller, like it's going into us. And so I thought that was, again, so interesting that again, my mother has a similar experience of how she senses things. Well, you are her daughter, so well, you, yes. you would have similarities, right? <laughs> you would think so. <laughs> because not we share these things, so how am I supposed to know? <laughs> the other thing, the other um, description you were making of seeing the lights when your eyes are closed. I had a reading years and years and years ago, so she kind of prepared me for this. But she said, you're going to start seeing lights at night with your eyes closed. But she said, mm. those are going to be spirit coming around you. Mm. And so I do this little game at night. I do a lot of stuff right before I go to bed, by the way. Because nice. it's like that quiet time. Everything's yeah. quiet. Everything's, everything you needed to do for the day is done. So you kind of lay there and do your work on yourself and um I do see these pinpoint lights I don't know if you see that Christy they're not big it's like a spark so and kind I, of like looking at the night sky and seeing the light coming from the stars 
Is that what you mean? Yeah, but it moves. It doesn't stay stationary, and then and then it'll like. Then I, sometimes I could see it forms into an eye, eyes and a nose and a face, mm. and then it'll fade out, and then it'll come in, and uh, it's real interesting. But so what I'm doing when I go to sleep, people, looking at the lights behind my eyes. <laughs> Yes, yes, I love it. Yes. <laughs> so, was there anything that triggered the ascension flu? Was or was just like it's interesting how the computer you were marrying your computer, or your computer was marrying you, and you had all these tabs open, and then your computer, yeah. you know, you were doing too much. I was doing too much and I tend to do too much. <clears throat> I'm just kind of like in spirit and I'm like, oh, I forget I'm in body. I got to slow things down a little bit. Just take it down a notch. Um, it's funny because I was working with a new coach at the time and I had just invested a lot of money to work with her and she was going to help me, um, you know, up level. And it's very interesting because shortly after I started working with her, <clears throat> excuse me, I got sick. I got the flu. And I remember her saying to me, I had a feeling you were going to get sick. I'm not surprised that you got sick. And I was so like, what do you mean? You, you expected me to get sick? Do all of your clients get sick? I, I thought that was kind of a weird comment and she never really explained that. But now that I've studied NLP and I've heard a lot of other people say, sometimes when you up level, you get sick. It's kind of what happens, um, this adjustment period. So maybe, maybe it was that, but I think it was just that it was a sign really I was out of balance, that it really was time for me to up level in a different way with my creativity and to, you know, I don't know, be a spiritual leader, be a spiritual teacher instead of um, just be a healer. But um, I don't know for certain. But it was very interesting that it happened, you know, so early because most people are talking about this happening more now. And this was 2018. But um, I'll have to think about that. Yeah, and I've never actually got it. I've, I've had symptoms, you know, but I never got the ascension flu. So. Well, maybe you've just been naturally you know, ascending. So you didn't have to wham, bam and get sick to really get the download. <laughs> Not to say that I don't get sick and get sidelined because just a couple of weeks ago, I was at the ER oh. and I got really sick for 24 hours. And then it came out of nowhere, like no warning. And then I went online and I have all these wonderful healer friends. And I was like, send me your energies, your Reiki, whatever you, you like to send me. And then I literally like rebounded 24 hours later. This was right when my sister arrived for her visit. Mm, interesting. And, and then of course that's connected because we're all talking about our, all our family stuff. So yeah. I definitely think that's what had to do with, and I cleared out a lot at once. That's good. Yeah, yeah, sometimes that happens. Sometimes family stuff can do that. So I don't know. Um, it could. And, yeah. And then even though I felt a little tired and my stomach was still off, I had a lot of joyous moments that week just spending time with her. Of course. So yeah. that was nice, too. So very nice. Yeah. So your illness, did you end up figuring out what it was? Did you diagnose yourself? Oh, the chronic illness I had? For yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So it's, it's a long story, but I'll uh, shorten it down for you and your listeners. Um, I was sick for 15 years and I went the normal route going to the doctor because that's what I was brought up uh, going to the doctor and they'll give you a diagnosis. They'll give you an idea of what to do but they couldn't find anything wrong with me for the longest time. So basically they labeled me as being depressed and said, just take some 
antidepressants. And I didn't want to do that. I'm very sensitive with medication. And again, I just don't take medication. So I didn't do that. And then they said, well, nothing else is wrong with you. We can't find anything. So, you know, that's all we have for you. And then I went the alternative route and started doing acupuncture for the first time. And I thought he was going to you know, let me know what was going on and what happened. And he basically said, I think you're just stressed, just have some fun. <laughs> and I said, I know there's something physically wrong with me. I'm not normally sick. I'm a healthy person. I'm a happy person. I'm optimistic. Uh, I don't think just having fun is going to do it, but that's all he had for me, like have some fun and have some acupuncture. And so I had to really dig deep. And that's how I got to uh, become a healer was I was trying to heal myself. So that's how I you know, stumbled upon, literally stumbled upon uh, Russian shamanism. I never planned to study that, but I was at the right place, right time, saw the flyer and, you know, um, person who I was there um, in the waiting room with said, oh, that guy's amazing. You have to go. He's, he's going to be teaching all weekend and I'm going and you should go. And I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> So I started studying with him for several years. He was sponsored to come to New York and Connecticut. So I, I studied with him, even though I was very, very sick. And then shortly after that, I met a Reiki master and I studied with her and, you know, became certified. So I was using that to try to heal myself, but still I wasn't quite getting better. I changed my diet. I changed so much. I even, you know, wasn't able to work for a while because I was so sick. I was bedridden. But to make a long story short, I kept going back to the doctor. I kept saying, you have to find out what's going on here. I'm a, I've always been a healthy person. There has to be a reason. There has to be a root cause why I'm suddenly sick and so debilitatingly sick. I can't sick. I can't work. I can't socialize. I can't date. And they didn't have any answers. So finally... I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. They said, okay, this is what you have. You have all the symptoms, but again, there's nothing we can do. You just have to accept it. And all your life, you're going to be in pain. You're not going to be able to work. You're not going to be able to function. And I said, nope, I don't accept that. I, I have a lot to do in this lifetime. I have a lot of ambition. I, there has to be a way. There has to be a reason and I'm going to get well. So I finally found a doctor who did believe me who ran some tests and found out the root cause. So the root cause was actually that I had extremely high levels of heavy metals in my blood. And they were off the charts in lead and mercury. And the levels were so high that he said I should have been paralyzed. I should have had brain damage. And it was a miracle that I didn't. And I really believe it was because I was so proactive and so preventative the whole time I was sick that that saved me from that. And so he said, you know what, I'm not a toxicologist. You have to go to a toxicologist. You have to have specific treatment. You have to have chelation therapy. That's the only treatment that there is for this. And it's, um, you know, very costly. It's very painful. And uh, that's what you got to do. And so I went online, <laughs> I did all this research. I'm like, how did this happen to me, first of all? And uh, found out that chelation therapy is pretty dangerous. Okay. So it's one of the few substances that can pass between the blood brain barrier. And because of that, it can cause paralysis and it can cause terrible pain and it can even cause death. So finally, you know, I was given a diagnosis. Finally, I was given the treatment protocol, but the healing could possibly kill me or make me much worse. It could paralyze me. It could uh, make me brain damaged. So I was like, no, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> go through that. It doesn't make any sense to me. So I said, I'm gonna heal myself. I'm a healer now. I know the root cause. I'm gonna heal myself. So I just went on Google. I did research and I found natural food and supplements I could take daily that would chelate. So when you have a heavy metal, you have to have it chelate attached to and draw out of the blood. It doesn't naturally come out in time. So that's what happened with me is I had what they said, the highest level they'd ever seen. And it looked like it had been accumulating in my blood for years and I needed to get it out. And so I started taking natural food and supplements that didn't have any side effects, took it every single day, told myself I would be well in a month. I was very positive. I started meditating for the first time ever, 20 minutes, twice a day, every day. 
went outside, got a little fresh air, took my dogs out for a walk and just said, Christy, you're going to be well in one month. You're going to be well in one month. It's going to be a miracle. You're going to do it. Okay, let's do it. And uh, they were testing my blood every three to four days because the levels were so high and they were concerned that my levels could possibly be going up. So they wanted to monitor that. And instead they found out that the levels were going down. And they were going down, down, down till at the end of the month, like I had said, they were zero, zero, absolutely no heavy metals anymore. So that's how I healed myself. Um, and I just always say how important it is to know the root cause. If you know the root cause of your illness, you can treat it very easily, very naturally. You don't have to use medication. It can be quite easy, but most people, they don't find out what the root cause is. So the root cause was the metal poisoning, but what was the spiritual and mental meaning behind all of it? Did you ever explore that? Well, <laughs> we could go into another weird story now. Um, so yes, there are definitely spiritual meanings. I, I will share this with your audience. I have never shared this before, but I did talk to somebody um, around that time who did share with me that in a previous lifetime, I had been poisoned and I had been killed by someone and they had given it to me and they had given it to all of my family. We had all died from this person. And she said that in this lifetime, I had the opportunity to overcome that, to show how strong and resilient I am to you know, get heavy metals, but to overcome it. And again, this would be an inspiration. This would be, you know, overcoming my karma. So that's what I believe happened was that I, I beat that karma from what that had happened, what happened in the previous lifetime. And also it's for me to help others. So then I became a healer and I really focused on helping others to overcome from chronic illnesses, to help those who had been told by their doctors, like I had, I'm sorry, there's nothing you can do. You have to accept your fate to give them hope, to give them inspiration that no matter what the doctor says, you can find out the root cause, you can heal yourself naturally, and you can get better. So I believe that I became the wounded healer so that I could help others and also inspire them to live a holistic life. That's amazing, Christy. <laughs> it's tough to heal yourself. Um, yes. I get a lot of help because I find that um, I need a lot of help when I run into issues that I can't quite figure out what's going on. So luckily I have a lot of, I have Reiki masters I can see. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, all these wonderful people that I can go to. So yes, you can heal yourself, but also get help. Yes. Too. We're not in this alone. No, not. The, the way this world is set up is so you have to reach out to others. You have to get help. Yes, so, exactly. Right? We're all connected. And, you know, even though at the end I did find out the root cause and then take the food and supplements and, you know, positive mindset and through meditation healed myself, still along the whole journey, all of that helped me going to the Russian shaman, going to be trained as a Reiki master, learning to change my diet, all of that helped me all along the journey. And then I was able to share that with others to help others later on as well. Awesome. Well, I don't have any more questions. <laughs> okay. Actually, I was wondering how did you get the tox, the metals in your system? Did you ever figure that out? Yeah, it's really a mystery. So it's really hard to know. All I can think is that I did have some silver amalgam fillings. And they say that you have to be very careful because those are dangerous. I think they no longer uh, create the silver ones. They only make the opaque ones these days because they are aware of that. But, you know, of course, when I was a kid, they were still giving those out and I had them. And I do remember um, being in the dentist chair and I thought that maybe I, I swallowed a little bit of, you know, when they're, when they're working on your mouth and, and I wasn't sure if maybe I swallowed some of the amalgam filling, you know, how it can splash out. Mm -hmm. So that is what I, that's what I'm thinking as far as uh, the mercury. Um, but the lead, I'm not really sure. 
I'm not really sure. The only thing I can think of is water, is that again, people are not aware that our environment is, is not as healthy as we assume it to be. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of protection. And so it can be in our water supply. And when I moved back to Connecticut, I actually um, went on the EWG um, Environmental Workers Group website and um, found out in my town, there is lead in the water. And of course, when, when I moved uh, back to Connecticut, you know, I, I learned, okay, nobody drinks the tap water. Everybody says, no, it's, it's not good. Don't drink it. And of course we have bottled water, but you don't really think about the water really being that dangerous and that you can get it even if you boil it. Even if you boil water, it's still going to have lead in it. Okay. So it's got to be filtered and most filters do not filter out heavy metals. So that's what I'm thinking. Um, I got really sick actually after my junior year abroad in London. And it's very interesting that a lot of the women who I lived with, I lived with uh, seven women in a flat, pretty crazy. <laughs> a lot of us got sick. We got really sick after that and developed a chronic illness. And I think it must have been from the water that we were exposed to there. So what were the supplements that you took to um, flush out those metals out of your system? Yeah, so there's many that you can do. For me specifically, I did chlorella. So chlorella is a sea algae, and you need to make sure that you get a very high organic raw chlorella. Okay, all chlorellas are not treated equally. You got to be very careful because, again, people who create supplements, sometimes they um, unfortunately don't take safety precautions, and you can get uh, heavy metals from purchasing chlorella if it's not created properly. Mm -hmm. So again, I, I have a specific brand that I really recommend. It's called Energy Bits. Um, if any of your listeners wish, you can use my coupon. I have a coupon, the Dancing Curtain, all caps. That'll get you 20% off. But you really want to get high quality chlorella. The other thing is that I took cilantro. So cilantro is natural. I, I ate it daily. I made um, a little sauce and I put it over my vegetables. I also um, what did I do? I did, um, yeah, like a dip as well. I did a little dip and put my carrots in it and, uh, it was just delicious. And so it can be <laughs> really delicious and you can enjoy eating good food. It doesn't have to taste bad. So I made very delicious smoothies. I put the chlorella in there and just drank it every single day. And even today I'm, I'm still putting chlorella in my smoothies because I know that it boosts the immune system as well as takes out heavy metals and so much more. It's full of nutrition, vitamins, even has iron in there. So it's, it's a superfood. So yeah. I really highly recommend chlorella to everyone. So I knew that the super greens were actually the ones that filter your, these metals out of your body. Have you ever read the books by Medical Medium? Yes, love him. Yes. Yeah, oh, I know you were doing the celery. Yeah. The celery juice. I can't do celery juice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to take it slow, Tina. You got to take it slow. You can't I tried. I tried. Oh, yeah. I did it every day. I ran to the bathroom. I did it every other day. I ran to the bathroom. I did it, did it every start like with four ounces, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, I don't think I could drink celery juice. <laughs> oh, okay. Too bad. That was a couple of years ago. So I could always try it again. But his protocol for the listeners that don't know is lots of veggies, lots of greens. And he has some theories about some of the common illnesses that we're having right now that doctors don't know how to treat. And his, yes. his approach is treating it with good food, healthy, nutritious food and supplements, right? Yeah. And he's also like me getting to the root cause to understand what caused it. And once yeah. you know what caused it, you can treat it easily with food and supplements. Yeah. Right. Oh, I had a question about your parents since yeah. you, this is this these beautiful abilities are running through your family. Lucky you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I feel like the lone shark or black sheep in my family, but 
oh no, I'm not saying that people understand me. Still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the things that they I have it, but they're not using it. Maybe exactly. But are your parents open to your gifts and your your business and everything you're doing? Um, I would say kind of, not completely, but it's interesting. They are more open to my gifts of being a writer. So my dad has always said, you should be a writer. You should be a writer. This is what you should be doing. Um, so he's really happy that I'm writing a book right now, as you know, mm -hmm. uh, writing a book about childbirth around the world. So, uh, my family is, uh, I don't know how I would say a little, I don't know if skeptical is the right word that they know that when I give them a healing session, it works, but they still, I guess, don't have the vocabulary, how to talk to it, talk about it with others and to talk about it in a way that uh, I guess they feel that it would be acceptable for them to share with their friends about what I do. So um, they, they're, not, they're not as open, I guess, as I, I would like them to be. even though my grandmother was psychic. <laughs> but uh, again, I, I can understand the black sheep analogy because my family <laughs> doesn't really understand what I do. And, and also about, you know, being a medium, they, they don't quite get all of that. But, but still they love me and still they appreciate me. But I think they mostly get um, the fact that I'm intuitive. Like my father's very intuitive. You know, he just has this amazing knack, this amazing sense about himself. And I always said, dad, you should use this. You should like be known as, as the voice of reason. Cause he's just like, so good about these things and so reasonable, mm -hmm. but he's like, no, gotta continue with the work that I do. <laughs> maybe one day he says, maybe one day. <laughs> what kind of work does he do? Uh, he's an executive search. So he's a, uh, another big researcher and helping, you know, big CEOs get um, job positions in different companies. Cool. Yeah, we just got to keep doing what we're doing. And yes, yeah. Um, I know that my husband was really skeptical. And um, after a while, uh, it was probably a couple of years after doing Reiki, I said, So, do you believe that it helps? And he was like, Right away, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. So it takes some time because I share all his, my amazing stories with him, with my clients. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think people get it once they've experienced it. Reiki energy work is something you need to experience to kind of get it. But I think it's still maybe not so acceptable as far as professions and uh, just complete understanding of the energy world and the spirit world I think that's what's hard for people to like embrace that to talk about it with other people but um, my family definitely knows that the healing works and that they appreciate that well um, when he and his skeptical days I used to say you know you don't have to believe that it works because my clients believe it works and that's all that matters because it helps them yes. and they feel better yeah. So you can yes, be skeptical all you want, but that doesn't matter in the realm of healing. Mm -hmm. And what matters is, is this person feel better? Are they relieving their chronic pain? Have they, I helped them figure out where it's coming from. Yes. So yes. I definitely feel like I've made an impact with my clients and helped them tremendously. Absolutely. So tell the listeners where they can find you. Um, sure. If they want to contact you. And... So you can, sure. So they can find me on my website, www.thedancingcurtain.com. The Dancing Curtain is my business. They can also follow me on Facebook at The Dancing Curtain. They can follow me on Instagram at my name, Christy Rich. And you can follow me on Pinterest at Christy Rich. Again, Christy spelled differently, K-H-R-I-S-T-E-E-R-I-C-H. -E -E and also YouTube at Dancing Curtain. Well, thank you so much, Christy, for coming on the show. Thank you. It was it's a pleasure. Always, it's always fun to talk to you. And, you know, if you ever want to come back on, let me know. Okay, that would be great. Thanks.
Thank you for listening. If you have a weird experience to share, please email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Check out our website on tinakinneyclark.com. Also, we're on Facebook and like us on Facebook and share your favorite episodes with your friends and family. I look forward to hearing about your weirdest experience.